Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Everybody, welcome to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone here, and we are just like you, and we're hoping that you are thriving and surviving as we continue to uh, roll right through this whole uh, COVID nineteen quarantine. It's almost over. Some places, of course, they're kind of gradually, kind of sort of opening certain things. And maybe if your city is one of them, again, be very careful, be safe, be healthy. And that includes everyone for all age groups. And while you are still at home, though, we are very thankful that you are still listening to us here on Film Festival Radio Show. So while you are listening, let's tell you about today's show. Well, we have a couple of guests here. We have a young lady who is one of the contestants on NBC's hit show, Songland. Uh, You know, that's the show where uh, professional songwriters, I won't say professional, but songwriters who are very talented, they have these songs, original songs, and they pitch them to major Grammy award-winning superstars, in some cases, songwriters and singers, performers that we are all familiar with. And so we have one of the contestants here Uh, coming up shortly. And then we also have a very talented lady who is a chef. Yes, she's a chef, and uh, her name is Chef Lindsay O'Neill. And she's going to give us some tips, much-needed tips about nutrition, as well as recipes and cooking and shopping. Very needed, especially shopping information, when we go to the supermarkets to buy foods as we're going through this pandemic. And some of this information will be good even after the pandemic is over as far as eating more healthily, but still eating, you know, with good foods that taste really good. And that's what good cooking is all about, the seasonings and such. So Chef Lindsay will be joining us uh, shortly. So first, let's get to our first guest. Uh, as I said, she is a very talented songwriter. Her name is Anna Graceman, as well as a performer. And she and other uh, contestants will be pitching uh, Grammy Award winning, I should say nominated, Grammy nominated pop singer, best selling albums and singles, songwriter and singer, B.B. Rexa. And uh, that episode is coming up soon. But Anna Graceman is... Um, just, I don't know, she's a child prodigy, I should say. Yeah, that's really what she is. Because as far as music is concerned, Anna started playing piano, uh, having an interest in piano, and getting actual lessons when she was four years old. Child musical prodigy there. She wrote her first song at age six. And by the time she was age nine, she was already on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Ellen, the Ellen show flew her uh, into Los Angeles to perform this song that Anna wrote called Paradise. And then, 
few years later, Anna was on season six of America's Got Talent. So she is, again, she was just born to do music and performing just in her DNA there. She's originally grew up in Juneau, Alaska. Now, Alaska is known for a lot of great, cool stuff, beauty, natural beauty, the mountains, the snow, the ocean, the, uh, I should say, lakes and rivers and just the natural beauty. But music is not quite one of them that Alaska is known for. But our girl Anna is putting uh, Juneau, Alaska on the map as far as music because she is really making a name for herself in the world of national television talent shows here. So we're going to bring her on so she can tell us about her journey of uh, being a contestant on NBC's hit show, Songland. And uh, her episode will be airing on uh, June 1. So let's take a, take a listen to uh, Anna as she shares what it's been like for her to, uh, to be on the whole journey with Songland and other cool things that she's been doing in her musical career. So let's take a listen. Well, hi. Hi, hi Anna. Good afternoon to you. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. Just uh, awaiting your call, and we got you on board here. And um, first of all, want to say congratulations for getting on Songland. That's a very tough show. All of those shows on NBC, uh, if you've got the talent, though, you can breeze through it. So you are here. Hi. Yeah, so um, your episode will be airing on June 1 of course, and you will be pitching to B.B. Rexa. And so tell everybody, what was your journey? How did you end up here on Songland? You know, I this whole journey has honestly just been about following my passion, um, following what I love to do, which is music. And, you know, above everything else, I think I'm a songwriter first. Um, obviously, I started singing first, playing the piano, Um, at a very young age, and then songwriting came along, and I've just been doing it ever since, and um, it just led me to today. But you have had some amazing uh, uh, pre-national television exposure. I understand that you, when you were just a little, Anna, you were on uh, Ellen's show, so tell everybody about that. Yeah, so I was on Ellen when I was nine, and that whole thing happened because I had actually written a song about my hometown, Juno, and it was called Paradise, and I put it up on YouTube mainly to just share it with friends and family that were in the lower 48, so to say. And um, the Ellen Show saw it and asked me to come and sing the, the song on the show. Oh, my goodness. And you were only nine years old. That's... Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, I know you have a very popular YouTube channel, uh, and I'm sure it's, the clip is there. So what, tell everybody what's your YouTube channel. My YouTube handle is Anna Grace Music. Okay. And, um, but you should be able to find it just by typing in Anna Graceman. Okay, Anna Graceman. And so growing up in Juneau, Alaska, I've never been to Alaska. I've been to a lot of places, but I've never been to Alaska. So how, you know, you think of Alaska, you think of fishing and hunting and beauty, but not so much with music. So how did you maneuver through that 
of wanting to, you know, go into music? Yeah, well, I grew up in a home that was very full of music. My mom sang, and so she sang to me all the time. And so I, I just, you know, developed this love for singing and for music at a very young age because uh, being surrounded by music at home. But there's definitely not a music scene in Juneau, Alaska. The The biggest thing music-wise that happens in, in Juneau is uh, the Alaska Folk Festival. And I actually played the folk festival either right before or right after the Ellen show when I was nine and then again when I was ten. And more recently, I was able to go back and, and, um, and perform at the folk festival again with my siblings uh, last year. And so performing there and, um, you know, just continuing to find inspiration in, in music through the songs I was listening to, I developed a love of songwriting. I'd always loved to, you know, write stories. I'd been playing the piano for a couple years at that point. And, and then when I was in the first grade, I, I started to realize that I could combine my love of storytelling with my love of music. And so that's kind of how I started songwriting. And I don't really think I understood that I was songwriting. I think I would just sit down at the piano and I would hear melodies and I would play them. And then I just started singing random words with them that really didn't make any sense. <laughs> but then um, I ended up writing my first song um, a little bit between home and school because I had a very um, accepting and open teacher who allowed me to learn how to express myself through music, even in class. And it was, um, I think, a huge reason why I was able to explore more of my writing side was because I had such accepting teachers and parents. And so I was able to grow at such a young age because of that. Now, I understand you also have been a contestant on season six of America's Got Talent, so you have just been a regular on national television <laughs> talent shows. My goodness. Tell us about yeah. that experience. Yeah, so I was 11 when I was on America's Got Talent, and that was a really great learning experience. Obviously, I feel like America's Got Talent is a little bit of a different show from Songland, but um an amazing experience for me um, as a young person, you know, developing my skills and myself as a person and understanding how to perform in front of people. I was really able to grow and not only through the actual show itself, but after the show, I was able to do residencies in Las Vegas where I would perform live. And so I was able to really just grow and learn a lot about myself through that experience. Well, it just so happens uh, our radio show is based here in Las Vegas. So uh, what, where were you performing? What, what hotels or, or venues, I should say? Yeah. yeah, so right after my season, I did a few shows at Caesars Palace Coliseum with my season. And then the year after that, for season seven, I got invited to join their residency at the Palazzo Theater at the Venetian, where we played about 50 shows. My goodness, you just, hey, this is almost your second home, but I do understand you live in Nashville now, which is where I used to live, believe it or not. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I've That's only awesome. been here less than a year, but so we're kind of following each other's footsteps, except I can't sing, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Yeah, now, don't believe me. Trust me on that one. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, how, yeah. long have, how long have you lived in Nashville? I've been here for about five to six years. Okay. We yeah. probably have passed each other, I'm sure, in shopping and probably. such as that. But is there a possibility that you may come back to Vegas to do another residency or what? If I'm given the opportunity, then I, I would love to perform there again. It was definitely a great experience for me. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's great. Vegas is such a great city there, here and everywhere, yeah. all over the place. It's just cool, such a cool place to be. Yeah. So I know that you can't tell us too much about Monday night's uh, show, uh, Songland, but do you have a favorite song of BB's? Well, I've always loved Me, Myself, and I. I think the just the message behind the song is super strong. And um, so I've always resonated with that song, and I've always been a big fan of hers, so it's it's pretty exciting to have pitched a song. Was that your first time uh, meeting her? Yeah, it oh. was. Because I can imagine when you were performing here in Vegas, you probably met all kinds of celebrities in the music business and stars and such. So, uh, so yeah, you're just a pro at all of this here. Oh, sweet. <laughs> keep hitting these great uh, talent shows like this. So, okay, win, lose, or draw, whatever happens with Songland, uh, what are your immediate plans? Yeah, so I have an album out. It's called The Way the Night Behaves. Um, and I, the way that this whole album came about was last year, I challenged myself to release a song and a video every month for the year of 2019. And I was doing a lot of it on my own, and it was super stressful to get a song and a video out every single month, but I was able to do it. And so this album is made up of those 12 songs, as well as a couple new songs, so that there's something new to listen to. And I'll also have a video out for one of the new songs, as well as a lyric video for another new song. And so, yeah, just putting out music. Putting out great music. Well, that's what you do quite well, obviously. And so how can people get hold of your music, the, the usual streaming places, or just anywhere specifically? Yeah, so it's it's all over the place. You'll be able to find it on Spotify, iTunes, no, any streaming service, and it's actually out this Friday. Oh, okay. Well, good. We're just in time, totally in time. Yeah. And your official website, we've got your YouTube handle. What's your official website? AnnaGraceman.com. Anna Gra oh, can't mess that up at all. It's your full name. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, finally, uh, what's happening with you for Monday night's uh show for Songland. You got a viewing party? You gonna Zoom with anybody or what? So I'll definitely be watching the episode. I'm very excited. And then right after I will be doing a live stream on Instagram. Okay. And so your Instagram handle is what Anna Graceman? At Anna Graceman yes. I should say. Okay. At Anna Graceman. So everybody who's listening, tune in Right after Songland, you're going to be available. They can ask all the questions that I did not ask. And so 
everybody can uh, say hello to you. And, you know, just again, congratulations for just getting to this point in these shows. It, it is a tough job, but again, people who have the talent like yourself just, you know, slide their way through. And uh, here we oh. are. Yeah, here we Thank are. Thank you. Well, Anna, I hope that I'm going to be tuning in, of course, Monday night, but I hope to see you next residency here in Vegas. So we're going to keep yes. our prayers and fingers crossed for all of that. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, and best of success and luck to you with your music career. Seems like you're doing quite well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, that's singer, songwriter. Gosh, what a talent. Anna Graceman. Anna, Anna, Anna. Just been, you know, performing on national television since she was a child, right? You know, some of you who are avid followers of, uh, you know, these big TV talent shows, you probably remember her. And uh, if if not, well, you do know her now. And so, as I said, and as she said, she will be doing some live tweeting after Songland. So make sure you check her out. Maybe you want to say hello to her. Let her know you heard her right here on Film Festival Radio Show. And by all means, support her music, these independent artists uh, out here. They definitely need your support and welcome your support in purchasing their music on Spotify and all of these different types of streaming music outlets. So make sure you do that as well. Okay, we are going to continue with more of Film Festival Radio right after this quick break. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Yes, you are. You're listening to Film Festival Radio with me here. Uh, we just finished our chat with uh, singer-songwriter performer Anna Graceman, who will be in action along with her fellow contestants on Songland, NBC's hit talent songwriting show here. And so we're going to kind of shift gears now for the rest of the show uh, to give us, provide us, share with us some much-needed information, um, fun information about food. Yeah, food is serious business, but it can be a lot of fun. I'm a foodie at heart. I just love food. I'm sorry, I just do. (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to share this information before we get to our next guest here, Chef Lindsay O'Neill. If you love cakes, and I do, I love desserts, but I'm more of a cake chick, what better so than pies. Pies are okay, but I just love me some cakes. I just do. And, you know, with this COVID-19 lockdown, a lot of people are finding finding their inner baking and cooking self that they maybe did not know existed, or maybe they just kind of had that lying dormant in their personality. But now a lot of people are really in the kitchen. A lot of the celebrities that we've had on have been talking about that they have tuning in and tampering in and saying hello to their cooking personalities. So with that in mind, uh, the people over at this website, play, P-L-A-Y, play like mum, M-U-M dot com, they have compiled some research data on trends, Instagram posts, social media posts about some of the world's all-time faith favorite, I mean, all-time favorite cakes. <laughs> yes. They have ranked them. 
they have ranked them. And so the three all-time favorite cakes according to, this is, again, according to playlikemum.com, the top three most searched cakes online is tiramisu. Tiramisu is number one, about 1.2 million monthly searches. That's a lot of people searching for tiramisu. Cheesecake is, comes in at number two with 783,000 monthly searches. And the brownie, the beloved brownie, comes in number three at 509,000 monthly searches. Yeah, so our top three most searched cakes are tiramisu, cheesecake, and brownie. I love all three. I'm sorry, I just do. <laughs> I just love them all. And uh, I don't mind sampling. Of course, you know, when you sample too much rich foods like that, you know who's following them. Weight gain. But it's okay in moderation. Really, it is okay in moderation. So, uh, again, if you want to see more about this data and research about world's top searched cakes, go to play, P-L-A-Y, like, mum, M-U-M dot com, playlikemom.com. And I think it's a fun, um, I think it's just something fun, you know, while we're still all locked in to look at and, you know, just to kind of know about, just to break the monotony of just being at home so much. Oh, my goodness. But we're, we're managing. I think we're, we're, some of us, most of us, all of us, not quite, but most of us. And to further speak of really cool things to eat, a lot of people who live in areas where they can know the weather's still good or starting to get really good, and you can go outside and grill. A lot of people are doing their grilling and such. Some of us are trying to cut down or cut out red meat, which is fine if that's what you want to do. And maybe an alternative that you might want to consider is, Grilling, fish, different fish, and tuna is definitely one of them. So I was so cool. It was so cool and cool and really, really, really cool that I've got this sample of uh, this tuna fish from this company called Safe Catch, safecatch.com. And this is not your average, you know, we all grew up on your average, you know, top name brand tuna, mostly popular name brand tuna companies. This is a newer brand, safecatch.com. And this tuna is available in a variety of flavors. And I, I sampled it. I used uh, safecatch tuna and made some tuna burgers on the grill. Oh, my God, it was so delicious. Oh, my God, it was spicy, kind of spicy and had a touch of rosemary in it. They've got the recipes. Go to safecatch.com and just look at their tab that says recipes. But let me tell you why Safe Catch Tuna is really, really good. Because they are the only tuna brand that tests every single fish that is used in their products for mercury. Now, some of our, you know, most popular longtime main brand tuna companies, they say that they do. But according to research, most of them only test a few of the tuna that they catch, but not with these people. With Safe Catch, they test all of their tuna. Uh, they use sustainable fishing practices, and they also cook their tuna that comes in the can. They preserve the maximum amount of the omega-3 oils and nutrients. So when you 
open up this tuna and taste it. You can just kind of put a little bit on a cracker or something. Just taste it. It just tastes fresh right out of the can. You can tell the difference because other canned tuna companies, they often pre-cook their tuna and they use a lot of additives and fillers to artificially boost it up, boost up the flavor of the, of the tuna, but not at Safe Catch. They don't use any fillers. They don't use any additives. They just put it naturally and it's really good. Again, you can really taste the difference. Um, I say go try it out. Send us an email to let us know what you think of it. And we're not even a we're not a paid endorser for this. They just was kind enough to send us a couple of samples of it, and I just loved it. And I strongly, strongly suggest. I don't normally take on a stance to say, "Hey, go out and get this, get this." But no, this is really good. This safe catch tuna is very, very good. And they have, like I said, if you go to their website, they have a variety of different flavors that you can uh, choose from. You can purchase it online at Amazon, of course, and it's also in many grocery stores, including Costco. And go to the website safecatch.com, and they have a tab that has. Uh, different places other than Amazon, of course, of stores where you can buy their product. And again, it's really pure tuna. You can taste the difference, bang, bang, right off the can. You really can. Just like that bang burst of flavor, natural, pure flavor. You can taste it. You can taste it. And then I put a little bit of lemon juice, of course, this is what you do with seafood, on mine. And uh, man, those tuna burgers are just amazing. So uh, they have recipes also at the uh, safecatch.com website. Uh, they have a lot of good recipes, tuna recipes. There's all kinds of different things that you can do. And, again, it is healthy eating. It's a good alternative. Or if you just want to add it to your lineup of burgers and maybe you still want to eat red meat, that's cool. But if uh, you want to add in fish and tuna burgers, this is a good start to do, safecatch.com. Okay. All right, to further speak of eating healthy and shopping healthily, and, you know, nowadays, you know, while we're under this quarantine, grocery shopping can be a task. Oh, my stars. But we have our next guest here, Chef uh, Lindsay O'Neill, to give us some tips about how to navigate and make it through the grocery store aisles for some of your your our products, our meat selection, you know, just our, our food, period. And Chef Lindsay has a background in corporate marketing, but she now has a, a whole different business that she's doing, very successful. She's an expert when it comes to healthy recipes for families, uh, recipes that kids will enjoy, moms, pregnant women, dads, just everybody, the whole family, even women who are trying to get pregnant. Uh, she has recipes as well that you can go and, and look at and hopefully try these recipes. But she has a lot to say about cooking safely, healthily, nutritionally, as well as shopping. What's the best way to get through the grocery aisle as we are wading our way through this pandemic? We've got we to gotta get out sometimes. I mean, I know some people are ordering their groceries, but this is still information that you can use when you're ordering as well. So let's bring on uh, Chef Lindsay O'Neill to chat with us and give us some information about tips and information about maneuvering through the coronavirus quarantine and the grocery stores and in the 
you know, whether you're at home and just ordering or however you're buying your food. So let's take a listen to Chef Lindsay O'Neill. A lot of great stuff I'm going to ask her about uh, healthy eating and food shopping. So let's bring uh, Chef Lindsay on right now. Okay. Uh, I guess we we can start with telling everyone uh, about the wonderful work that you do. And you have a really helpful and fun and cool uh, website. And so tell us all about it, that the work that you're doing as far as nutrition and food, families and children in particular. Well, thank you for saying that it's a wonderful site. It's definitely a work in progress. Um, three years ago, I was actually diagnosed with a debilitating autoimmune disease. I was only 36 at the time. And the doctors and nutritionists that I was working with told me I had to change everything in my life. And that abrupt and extreme shift actually caused more problems than good. Like having to change everything just caused anxiety and depression and I knew that there was a better way. So I did a bunch of research and I actually got an education in culinary medicine as a chef. And I realized that you don't actually have to change everything to change everything. Um, That small hinges swing a big door. So that's where I kind of came up with the concept. I don't know who the originator of that quote is, but I found it to be really true and applicable in my own life. And so I wanted to share that with everybody else, that you just have to find those small hinges that work for you specifically that swing a big door of positive change in your life. And and so that's, you know, I have three little girls and I've always worked as, a, as an executive in um, marketing and media. And as I approach the age of 40, I've actually never felt better in my life. Well, that's wonderful to hear that you're feeling great and looking at your photos here, you look even greater. So that's good to hear. <laughs> So, the website, again, is cookingwithkitties.com. And, uh, well, actually, it's, uh, it's smallhinges.health. Oh, smallhinges.health. I'm sorry. They yeah, have that's okay. Okay, smallhinges.health. And so when people go to the site, especially parents, uh, what can they expect to find? So I have true stories about different things that I change in my diet and lifestyle as well as the diet and lifestyle for my children. So I actually have a a daughter and I talk a lot about her specific medical conditions and she's gone through, she's only five now, and she's gone through three years of doctor's appointments to try to figure out how to relieve the symptoms of chronic infections that she's had. And I think just by telling my story and by sharing all of the things that I've had to learn and the pain I've had to go through um, and the recipes that I have and the, um, the tips that I have for making these small hinge changes in your life as well as your family's life, your kids' lives, uh, my hope is to help inspire other people so that they can kind of cut out all of that work that I've already done and get straight to the point of healing and feeling good. And so here we are, all of us, of course, we're in this big pandemic. Um, What are some foods and advice which you give to people? Because a lot of people, as we all know, are just, including me, we're just at home and we're just binging on everything that is not walking this food. So... (laughs) What would you say to that? 
Well, we're definitely living in unprecedented times, and while we're all adjusting to this new normal, it's interesting because none of us really even know what that new normal is going to end up looking like. I don't know if my kids are going to end up going back to school, um, if we're going to, you know, have to start hunting in our backyard or <laughs> planting our own fruits and vegetables. I, I don't know, and I think that that uncertainty causes a lot of anxiety because I used to love to go to the grocery store. I'd, like, I'd walk around and say, oh, this is fresh. I'm going to create a beautiful pasta out of this. I'd bump into friends. I'd chat. But now it's a super stressful experience. I live in New York, and I have to wait up 45 minutes online just to get into the grocery store. And then once I'm in there, I have this heightened level of anxiety. So I, I definitely tell all of my friends and my clients, the more prepared you are, the less stressed you're going to be. But also, preparing to go grocery shopping is almost like preparing to have a baby. <laughs> I remember talking with my OBGYN, and she told me, you know, you can have your birth plan, you can have your doula, you can have all this stuff set up and ready to go, but that baby's going to come out however she wants to come out. And so, it, you know, you have to stay flexible, too. So, for example, you know, there, there's this quote-unquote meat shortage. Um, and I've definitely seen it in the in the grocery stores. Some of these sections of meat have been shut down. So when you go in there, it's important to say, all right, well, I was planning on making hamburgers tonight for dinner, but there's no ground beef. All right, so maybe you get a different cut of, of beef, and you can go online and find out how to make it, and maybe it'll... it'll you'll have to become a little bit more creative. But I think right now you kind of have to just buy whatever you can buy, go into the grocery store and have a plan, know exactly what you what you want to buy, have a checklist. Um, if you are having anxiety, something that I've been doing, I put my earbuds in and I listen to classical music while I'm grocery shopping because it actually helps me to relax. Um, while I'm walking through the aisles, I follow the arrows that they have laid out on each aisle. And I look for food, especially meat, that's vacuum sealed and where I trust the quality, it's high quality. I, t I tend to go for grass-fed beef um, and lean, leaner red meats. I as much as I can and then I freeze it. Um, and there's certain regulations and stuff. You can't buy a certain amount of eggs or milk, and now I'm, I'm sure that'll probably be applied to other things too. But um, you can also make food stretch. So like today, I actually had some uh, Aussie grass-fed beef that was in a, uh, a vacuum-sealed container, and I bought as much of it as I possibly could over the weekend. And yesterday, it was Monday, I had uh, the grass-fed beef that I turned into stuffed peppers. And then I used the other half of it, so I had a whole pound of it. And so I made enough stuffed peppers for my whole family of five. <laughs> and then I took the rest of it and I made it into a quick bolognese with a bunch of veggies and spinach and other stuff. And I, I used, you know, veggies and starches to basically stretch out that one pound of beef that I bought for whatever it was, $6 at the grocery store. And I can do that every week without one pound of beef. That is really stretching your dollar and your food as well. That's that's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people could should be taking notes uh, <laughs> with this. 
Because what I'm finding, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, corporate, um, you know, employees, and they're very demanding, very high demanding jobs, is that they haven't really, lots of times, they don't have time to really get into the kitchen to do a lot of fancy cooking, but because of this pandemic, they are kind of lost, okay? They know the basics of cooking, but like some of the things you just described, they're, they're, they're lost on doing that kind yeah. of thing. So that's yeah. very helpful. And, you know, you don't have to get that creative either. I mean, if you, let's say you're making a steak, for example, and one of the reasons why I do gravitate towards more of the, you know, Aussie grass-fed uh, beef and lamb is because it's, uh, every time I go to the grocery store, I see it's already pre-vacuum sealed for me. And uh, I don't really have the time nor the energy to vacuum seal, to take everything out of a package and then vacuum seal it and throw it in my freezer for later. Um, and it really does help. You can have a vacuum sealed package of meat stay for two years in your freezer, stay good for two years. So that's one thing that I always tell people. But it, let's just say you're grilling up a steak. You want to practice portion control too. You don't necessarily need to eat that whole steak. That's one of the things, the small hinges, small hinge changes that I've made in my own life. I would sit there and eat the whole steak and you have a tiny little salad on the side. <laughs> Instead, I would, now I do about three or four days a week, I'll have four ounces of grass-fed beef or lamb, which is high in essential nutrients that I need for my diet, specifically for, I need uh, zinc and iron, B vitamins, and I will pair it with a bigger salad, so I'll slice it up the next day, so let's just say the first day I'll do it with like grilled veggies and, you know, a a baked potato or something like that that's shelf-stable, and that's a fairly easy thing to make, right? Grill on a steak, you make some veggies and a potato. But then the next day, I'll take the rest of the steak and I'll slice it really thin and I'll put it over a salad. Maybe I'll throw in some gorgonzola cheese and some walnuts and some balsamic dressing and make it into a delicious meal that I've used the leftover steak from the previous night. And steak is great cold. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is. You're right. You're absolutely correct. I've had it cold and it is good when you slice it up in salads. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, let me ask this last question. What about for people who are vegetarians, vegans, and maybe they're raising their kids to be the same way? Any particular advice or, or dish dish ideas you could recommend for them? Absolutely. And, you know, when you're grocery shopping and you're vegetarian or you're just, you like to eat a plant-forward meal, the rule of thumb is that you want to eat fresh fruits and vegetables. Right? You don't want to get them out of a can yeah. um, if you can avoid it. And right now, it's it's stressful also to keep a whole fridge full of fresh fruits and vegetables. So you want to, when you're grocery shopping, you want to make a list of fruits and vegetables that can also be shelf-stable, right? So you can get a bowl of citrus fruit that can sit out on your counter as long as it's not sitting in the, in the sun or, um, you know, sitting there for weeks at a time, but if, it, if it's sitting there for a week, you know, I get a bag of clementines, and that's a great snack for my kids. Um, same thing with potatoes and onions and garlic. There's a bunch of things that you can get that are fresh and organic that can sit out on your, your counter. Obviously, the cut fruit, um, like the melons, pineapples of the world, you 
want to put in your refrigerator because once it's cut, it has to be refrigerated. Um, but there's other things that can stay out on your fridge, outside of your fridge, on your counter, so like fresh herbs. And I love to create vegetarian chilies. So I'll take actually canned chickpeas or beans and I'll cut up and saute onions and garlic and zucchini and squash, all of which can stay out on your, your counter, except for maybe zucchini, which you want to keep in your fridge. And you can take $10 worth of, of vegetables and put it over rice. You could do a stir fry. Um, you can use your onion and garlic and your potatoes to make a roast with lots of yummy veggies. I love doing a, a roasted root vegetable as a side, but you can also just eat it as on top of a salad with a little bit of lemon juice and olive oil. So there's a lot of different ways to eat healthy with fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, you can also, you know, obviously make fruits and vegetables stretch too. So if you see that your spinach is starting to go bad, you can blanch it real quick, squeeze the water out of it, and freeze it. Okay. So just and use it later in a in a pasta or a stir fry or something like that. I have a lot of trouble with that, uh, with spinach, or ca kale, or whatever, and it'll start to look scary. And I was like, oh my god, I should I need to do something about this. So blanching is the is the way to do it. Yeah, blanch it or throw throw it into something. I love making pastas. I use a lot of brown rice pasta, and I'll just cut up tomatoes. Even if the tomatoes are starting to go bad, you know, cherry tomatoes um, and spinach, if it's a getting close to its expiration date, it's almost like a garbage pasta. You know how they make those garbage salads? You can make a garbage pasta, and you can throw tomatoes and spinach and mushrooms and whatever, zucchini, squash. You can even throw carrots in there, and it's almost like a pasta. Primavera, um, but it has a little bit of meat to it because of that brown rice, so it, 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 it's not, it's not going to leave you hungry at the end. Well, thank you again for that tip and the, all of the nutritional information on foods and health, and uh, just thank you for sharing your story as well. Absolutely. Um, anytime, and I, I hope you stay healthy, safe, and if you ever need anything, I am here for you. Great. That's good to know. Stop me from eating cheesecake and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit is okay. A little bit okay. That's small like hinges, remember? Small hinges, that's right. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Chef Lindsay, and uh, we'll stay tuned to the website, and we'll just keep passing the word along to uh, our listeners. So thank you again. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Chef Lindsay O'Neill. Lots of really helpful tips here. I never would have thought, that's a very good idea, if you have to go out to the actual brick-and-mortar grocery store. Listen to some classical music. If that's you know, Even if you, maybe you're not a normal, regular fan of classical music, this is a good time to experiment and try new things. Maybe country music or hip-hop or, or pop is your regular genre of music of choice, but this is a time again of change. Why not listen to some classical music? It will calm you down while you're shopping for, say, Patch Tuna and other things like that, uh, products and such, and while you're buying some, um, you know, squash and zucchini, 
just calm you down. Listen to some classical music. Listen to some Beethoven or some Mozart. I never would have thought of that. But thank you, Chef Lindsay, for such a cool idea on doing that. I also want to mention that Chef Lindsay has another website that has a lot of, it's a beautiful website, lots of gorgeous pictures, uh, recipes, lots and lots and lots of recipes. Go to Mama, M-A-M-A-O-N-E-L, O-N-E-I-L-L dot com. And that's another one of her uh, helpful websites. It's got a lot of cool information on health and nutrition and cooking and recipes and such. So, again, that's Mama O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L dot com, Mama O'Neill dot com. And uh, listen to what she has to say because I think some of the, uh, most of everything she had to say was just very helpful. And it's just a refreshing uh, view and information about the craziness that truth, all of us are dealing with with this COVID-19. It's almost over. Hopefully things will get back to semi-normal, new normal, or whatever the trendy word or phrase is for. Just, the main thing is just survive. Survive it all healthily. That's the best thing that I can say of all of it. So Anyway, we hope that you have enjoyed our two guests for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Anna Graceman from NBC's Songland will be in action with her music and songwriting on that really uh, rating hit show. Most of those shows, I say all of them, uh, those talent shows on NBC have just been a rating juggernaut. They're just amazing. So much talent out here. And also our guest. Uh, Chef Lindsay O'Neill will be sharing her tips on a holiday, whether it's summer holiday, really any time of the day, it doesn't, of the year, I should say, not just, you know, summer holidays, but any time, just shopping, grocery shopping, food shopping, and uh, cooking when you're at home with the kids and the husband or the wife, the spouse, the significant other, and uh, it's all about healthy eating and staying safe. So I want to thank both of our guests. And we want to hear from you. You know the address, info at filmfestivalradio.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of the show. Healthy out there, okay? We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.